Welcome everyone to another episode of DM and Truth in Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. We are super glad you could join in on the conversation for Church Talk today. We ask that you could please subscribe and rate us and also follow us on Twitter with our Twitter handle DM Truth Tech. Don't forget to check out our website at dmtruthtech.org where you can find all of our podcast notes, recommendations, and any of our contact info. Today's velocity of life can consume and control us until a breakneck pace begins to feel normal and expected. That's where the the danger lies. When we spend our lives doing things that keep us busy but don't really matter, we sacrifice the things that do. What if your life could be different? What if you could be certain you were living the life God called you to live and building a legacy for those you love? If you crave a simpler life anchored by the priorities that matter the most, roll up your sleeves. Simplified living requires more than just cleaning out your closets and reorganizing your desk drawer. It requires uncluttering your soul. By eradicating the stuff that leaves your spirit drained, you can stop doing what doesn't matter and start doing what does. If you guys enjoyed that, that is actually the summary from a book called Simplify that Mario just read. And it actually introduces the topic that we want to bring to our church talk today, which is the issue of burnout, mental health, and just the overall the importance of self-care. And so the problem is just that what the summary touched on is, Mario, we just burn ourselves out trying to do so much. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, Uh, especially in the church, man. Yes, exactly. And I think yes. And I think what complicates it even more is because of the confusion that we feel of exactly what does it mean to work for God? Right? Mm. We think that working Mm. for God means doing as much as you can, as much as possible, sacrifice anything, family, friends, um, everything along the way just to I don't know, reach what it, what it is, like God's approval or his admiration or, or just like an overall sense of accomplishment. But mm. it's led to so many like just problems mm. um, because we're just, we're finding that more and more people are just burning themselves out um, on the altar of just trying to do so much. And so yeah. what we want to talk about today is just, um, just bring up the issue, start these conversations um, about what it means to just practice self-care in the church mm-hmm. um, and essentially just laying down some boundaries, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, uh, I, I know it happened even within our church. Ellen G. White said something about her husband. We need to find yeah. that quote, bro. I, I, I know yeah. it's, 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 I tried so finding much. it. I could not find it, but um, we'll definitely, I think we can put it into our website. Yeah. Um, or just, yeah, have it in the notes for people to see. But yeah. yes, she uh, talks about, uh, right, um, what exactly was going on? Uh, give me a little reminder. Or, her her or husband uh, burned out. There's somewhere where she said, and I don't want to sound like those people that say, oh, no, yeah. I know she says it somewhere. And, it, you know, yeah. it never exists. <laughs> yeah. um, I am, I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll upload it, but mm-hmm. it's where she says that her husband burnt out, basically, in summary, um, and that he would have last longer um, had he not taken, had he not overworked himself in the church. Mm-hmm. So even though he was doing something good as which is was working for the church, mm-hmm. if he would have taken time to rest, he would have taken time, you know, off and whenever it was needed, 
he his health would have not deteriorated and he would have lasted longer in ministry, which mm-hmm. is in essence, which is what really God wants. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot of times today, too. It's like expected of the pastor. It's expected of elders. It's ex- and it's actually come down to be expected from any church leader nowadays. Mm hmm that you will work and work and work and work. Now, I know there's some churches that, you know, this might not be the way they do things. Maybe yeah. in some churches it's too chill, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know yeah. there's churches where it's like, nah, you, you guys need to work way more than what you're working on. <laughs> right that lukewarm, that lukewarm mentality. <laughs> yeah, that lukewarm mentality. They're just, you know, chilling on the beach of just, you know, doing yeah. Sabbath each day, each week. Like, just that's it. Um, but then there's that other part where some, we take it to the extreme where it's, no, let's work, 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 work for the church as much as possible. And is that really what God asks from us? Exactly. Yeah. And I think this ties into our tech talk episode that we brought up, uh, this Tuesday, but how society kind of suffers from what we said was the uh, obsessive comparison disorder. Mm-hmm. And I think that it touches on this topic as well, because many, some of our churches, compare themselves to other churches right yes. and so we're so maybe we think uh, along the lines of wait you know they're they have all these activities going on you know in the community and in their churches and so we want to be like them so we start trying to do the same things right we start you know putting in more activities putting in more uh bringing in more people and uh you know we're forcing and we're pushing people to work to live up to just a comparison an idea that we had mm-hmm. you know and like what we said before is that we don't take into account that that church took its time to get there you know oh, yeah. they, it didn't just happen overnight you know yeah. they had they started from ground zero you know and worked their way up till they're now at that point and so um but we don't take that into account and we think it just oh you know we need to be like that you know though or maybe even uh, we think of it like, oh, God must really be blessing them. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit must really be there because they're doing all this stuff. You know, and we compare with our situation. Like, well, wait, you know, we just had two baptisms uh, last month, you know. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, the Holy Spirit must not be fully with us. So we must yeah. not be doing enough. So, again, mm. we increase what we're trying to do. And we're just burning people out. You know, it's it's not at all what God, um, I don't think it's at all what God like envisioned for his church. Yeah, I, I mean, it goes back to what we said too, um, that it's it's not just about being busy. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. about being progressive. Kind of what we read in the book, Simplify, like you said, we recommend that. That's a good book. We really highly recommend it. Recommend it. It's a, it's, it's about being and doing the right things not just doing things for the sake of doing them. Exactly. Um, When you prioritize and when you have a vision, when you're organized and stuff, we're going to talk about those possible solutions later, but I think it's worth mentioning right now. Mm -hmm. It, it, it changes the way you live and you avoid this burnout that is so high today. Like this workaholic Mm -hmm. mentality it it it's big right now, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it's yeah. Big. It is. It's like work, 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 work until you make it. You know, work, work mm-hmm. until you make it. And well, you know, what is it? What what exactly does it mean to make it? First of all, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people don't even know what that means in their own life, and they're just doing, 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 and doing. Even in the church, 
mm-hmm. what does making it really mean? Mm-hmm. Does it mean, you know, we talked about evaluation in our past podcast, but a lot of times we talk about let's work, work, work in the church, but we don't know if we're making it because we have nothing to evaluate from. True. And in reality, <laughs> we're just working. We're in, in reality, we're working for a burnout. Yeah, exactly. So we're like, essentially it becomes like the, uh, like those hamsters, you know, that start running on their wheels, uh, but they just keep going, you know, they just keep going in circles. Um, I mean, at least, you know, they have, you know, some sense to know, like when they're tired, they stop, but our culture here in America doesn't seem to be like that. You know, it's like, it's the mentality of just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, and even if you want to stop, keep going. You know, it's like there's a mentality of you're rewarded if you push past like the pain or if you push past those signals to stop and rest. Yeah. You know, um, where, you know, those signals are there in our body for a reason. Oh, yeah. You know, it's exactly to know that, hey, you need to take a break. <laughs> and and I think that's where the health reform comes in, too, especially for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, think, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's been done before. I'm, I know I've heard it somewhere, but. The Sabbath is a huge part of the health reform, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of the health reform because it's the moment where it says, hey, let's rest, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know when we talk about rest, it's not ne- in the Bible. Rest doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're, you're just lying around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It means that you're prioritizing whatever is important in that moment. So, exactly. for example... God, it says, and then God rested, which in reality means he ceased of doing. Remember, mm-hmm. we said that's what the word means, to cease mm-hmm. yeah. from, from doing what he was doing, but not to just stop doing anything, but prioritizing whatever was important in that moment. And the Sabbath, it seems that it was a moment to stop from the clutter of every other day. Mm-hmm. Come together with family and to come together with God mm-hmm. and to just... And to just rest, right? Change your priorities, yeah, make worship, absolutely. to to take time to be out in nature, to take time and declutter yourself from the other six days. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in church, I think this is one of the biggest mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard, bro, I've heard people say we've ta- we've said this in, in past podcasts, but I've heard I've heard it people say in our church. Well, we don't want to do things on Sunday because Sunday is more like the family day. Yeah. Oh man, mercy. From, from Adventist, bro, from Seventh-day yeah. Adventist telling me, well, we can't do this on the Sundays because, you know, Sunday people take time to be with their families and stuff. I'm thinking, what? I thought, yeah, right? I thought that was what the Sabbath was for. Yeah. I thought that's what the, exactly. Yeah. Well, what's going on here? Like, we got it backwards. That's mm-hmm. why people people think, no, you know, the, some people have said that the day of rest for Adventists is not the Sabbath, it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. I remember hearing a professor uh, share with us his story of when he was pastoring uh, his churches that he uh, he brought up to the board, you know, the possibility of like, you know, hey, let's not have our meetings on Saturday, you know, so that we can give people a chance to rest so that they can get have time to be with their families. Let's have it instead on Sunday or, you know, another day. Mm-hmm. And the reaction, the backlash was so like strong that he was just, um, you know, because people were saying, well, no, because Sunday is when we watch uh, the football game, you know, mm-hmm. or Sunday is when we watch, you know, like it was just yeah. like all these things that just made him realize like, wow, you know, they're not willing to sacrifice 
the like you know watching the game you know or something like that uh, in favor of you know spending more time with god and the family you know they would rather have it almost seemed like they were trying to make it like okay let's keep all church stuff on saturday you know the the holy day quote unquote and all the other i guess like maybe secular stuff or worldly stuff that we can do during the rest of the week you know, that, and it's like, and that mentality oh, man, is just bro. like, no, 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 no. Yeah. God no, definitely no. wants, you know, to be a part of every day of your week. Every day. I mean, we're going to talk about some possible solutions for this because there is possible oh, solutions, yeah, sure. at least yeah. from our opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, we're no mental health experts here. We're just, you know, trying to come from a, a theological point of view. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and just where we can see the Sabbath and the health reform coming in to avoid this burnout. Um, But the problem with Adventists, bro, is that we want to do everything. Like you just said it, everything on the Saturday, bro. On Saturday, we want to do evangelism Mm -hmm. on the Saturday. We want to do worship on the Saturday. We want to do discipleship, you know, Sabbath school Mm -hmm. on the Saturday. We want to do, um, reach out to the youth. Ay. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, we want to do all the administrative meetings, mm-hmm. you know, do all the administrative things. So we have meetings on Saturday. We want to do seminars to equip people, mm-hmm. you know, with, with just, you know, how to do church, how to be an yeah. elder, how to be whatever, you know, yeah. we want to do everything on Saturday mm-hmm. because I don't know, because just cause it, it has something to do with God, we're going to you know, yeah. mess up with what God intended the Sabbath to be. Yeah. Now, I think th- that's what it is, is like, we, we haven't fully. And I think, um, A.W. Tozer touches on this in his very, in the very last chapter of, uh, the pursuit of God, where he mm-hmm. talks about, uh, the sacrament of living, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like, if you have consecrated yourself, even one moment to God, then it's very much possible that everything you do from that moment to be for God, and so it means when you're at work, when you're at school, it's very much possible to be in those things and have those things be devoted and committed to God, just as much as if you were doing them on a Saturday or if, if you were doing something else, you know, like praying or something like that. Yeah. But I think like we haven't fully grasped like what that means. We have this idea that, Mm-mm. yeah, church stuff, God stuff, that's all on God's day. You know, that's yeah. for Saturday. <laughs> And everything else is for the rest of the week. Yeah. And so we try to fill, you know, all of the God stuff into one day when we don't realize that God stuff is meant to be every day, you know, and it's very much possible to have meetings on Monday or, you know, Tuesday or something like that. I understand, you know, because of work and everything, um, it can make it difficult. But at the same time, like, I, I still think it's possible. You know, I still think with, um, and it might just take more creativity, you know, we'll, we'll come back to solutions. Yeah. But I think it just comes to, um, you know, being creative with the technology that we have today for sure. Yeah. No. And it makes sense. I mean, with this, we're not saying that the Saturday should be used for extra curricular activities. Yeah. No, not at all. Right. What we're saying is, and okay, this for sure, I know we have it and we're going to upload this, but we saw mm-hmm. this, you and I took this class with the, the great controversy class. Mm-hmm. And remember that in the encyclopedia, the, the spirit of prophecy encyclopedia, mm-hmm. we read where Ellen G. White says that the Sabbath should be the day where families come together. Yes. And parents yep. should spend it with their children. Mm-hmm. And they should go out in nature 
and do things. She says this mm-hmm. is the purpose of the Sabbath, of the Sabbath mm-hmm. day. Wow. I mean, th- we're not making this stuff up. Now, and let me tell you, I don't think LNG, I'm, I know LNG why I wasn't making it up either. Because yeah. guess what? It, when God created the Sabbath, it was Adam and Eve together mm-hmm. spending time out in nature. Yeah, with all the animals and things that they had named and all of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Abel and Cain are born and there's, I mean, obviously it was after sin, but they, they still kept that Sabbath thing. If we believe that the Sabbath mm-hmm. is, is continues after sin, then they continue doing that, you know, now with their children, now, now alongside their children. And LG White just comes back to that point and says, that's what we should be doing today on Sabbath. Now, mm-hmm. I do agree that there is a moment where we come together as a church and worship. Absolutely, yeah. It, it should be because Sabbath is about worshiping the Creator, is worshiping Him. But mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of other things that just don't fit into that, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, all these seminars, all these things. I mean, we've gone to the point. Uh, remember, we talked about, uh, um, for example, we live in a world where you have to be doing something every moment. Mm-hmm. Where, yes, where yeah. You're not allowed to be bored anymore, right? Yeah. Because. When you're bored and, you know, there's nothing to do, you're most likely scrolling mm-hmm. on your phone. True. Right? Yep. I, I mean, I don't think kids are bored anymore nowadays because they just, you know, they'll be scrolling on their phone. You're scrolling down to Twitter. Uh, what did you say? You were looking. Uh, sometimes you're caught up. You'll say like, hey, I'm going to take a break. And your break is basically you grabbing your phone and, and, and um, would you say looking for drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking for yeah, drama. Yeah, we'll we'll start to watch like either the news or uh, maybe we'll stumble across a YouTube video that we want to watch, but we'll go down to the comments because it's so controversial. So we start reading the comments. We're just looking for that drama, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was our break, right? And that was our break. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> quote unquote. Our 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 brain didn't rest. There's a lot oh, of um, yeah. there's a lot of articles that talk about that how we take breaks, but we're actually on our phone, mm-hmm. and and the world. See, that's the type of world we're living in. And I think that in the church, it's the same sometimes where even taking a break on the Sabbath seems kind of weird. Like yeah. I've seen in churches where they're like, oh, you took a nap huh, on the Sabbath. Yeah. It, and it, you're, you're, it's kind of frowned upon. Right. And it's like, OK, you expect me not to take a nap. You know, I've been up since like 730. Got to get, get all my kids together to go to church. We mm-hmm. didn't even have breakfast. Mm-hmm. We, we've been here for lunch and potluck. Um, we have a meeting right now at three o'clock. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we, I mean, your and then mind right after is, that is like Sociedad de Jovenes or some Sociedad evening program. And if, if it's not an evening program, then it's like some other activity. And, you know, we expect people to still be there. But then we kind of frown upon it, like you said, when they take a chance to rest. To rest. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. But the Sabbath is kind of to like relax, to be, you know, to to fellowship, to worship. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a tiring thing. But yeah. then again, we use the God card to be like, no, but, you know, we're but tired. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're tired, yeah. but, you know, it's for God. You know, yeah. I'm fainting. I'm um, I'm my mind is about to blow up. I have the biggest headache in the world. Yeah. But praise Jesus. Um, I don't know. I don't in, know. In my in my headache, my headache is honoring God. That's, that's how God knows that I'm serving him is if my body is tired, if I feel the headache and the pain, then that's how he knows. <laughs> Man, bro. No, and I mean, you think after a, t- a whole six days of, of us already not knowing how to manage those six days, because those six days are, we're already burning out doing other things that don't mm-hmm. really matter. Either. 
and then coming on the Saturday doing things that, okay, I'm not going to say they don't matter. They do matter. But maybe it's not the time to do it. It's just that we want to cram everything into that just that just one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen I've seen churches go on camps, like okay, we're going on a church camp, and they bring in seven people. To, uh, they bring a guy to give him seminars for like the whole weekend, and it's like wait, that that defeated the purpose of going out in nature and just exactly you know, and just like being together yeah just being together and worshiping because and we I have think, this idea like you can't be bored no you got to be doing yeah, something exactly and i think that stumbles across like another um experience that i think many of us have had is that we have this idea that every activity has to be a program Right. So, for example, like you brought up like the church retreat or like the church camp. Um, Automatically, we start thinking like, okay, what's the programming going to be? Yeah. You know, it's like and we we think, okay, who's going to be the speaker? And like when it's like things that are like, no, like take a break from the programming. Yeah. It's meant to be a time where you can. And I'm not saying, you know, definitely still have, you know, times for prayer. We're like, okay, everybody, you know, we're going to pray for our meals and stuff like that. Um, definitely still, you know, have moments like that, but it's not meant to be like a whole program. Um, yeah. It's I mean, a break that, from that. <laughs> but when you live the Christian life, prayer doesn't have to be programmed. It just has to be planned. Exactly. It, you can be intentional about it. Say, hey, we're going to have time for prayer, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go out, you know, and and plan out for like two hours. What are we going to do? Who's a guest speaker? Mm-hmm. What if you guys just pray, man? Like when Jesus... Exactly. Jesus just got the disciples. They left the crowds, went mm-hmm. out into nature, and just relaxed. I mean, exactly. It, it, it's this idea, you hit it right in the nail there, bro. I mean, we're always th- we're program based. Like we're programmed. Yeah, we're programmed to program. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Exactly. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, that was very clever, that, bro. Very clever. Yeah, appreciate See, it, guys, man. That's the kind of wisdom that you get from our church talks. You can't get that anywhere else, guys. Anywhere else, you guys can't get that. And girls, you got you can't get yeah. that. Anyway, it's it, that's the way we've been built, right? Mm-hmm. Everything has to have a program. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about some possible solutions. Then, like, what what can we yeah. do? Then, I think it all comes back to uh, one of the things that we can do is coming back to the idea of God's um, plan for rest. You know, and being mm. more intentional and aware of that. Um, our bodies will tell us when we need breaks. Mm. All right. And it's not that um, it's not that we're trying to be lazy. It's not that we're trying to be, you know, not work for God or anything, but we have to learn to listen to that. And um, and I believe that God also in the institution of marriage built in something also that lets you know, and that is your spouse. All right. Mm. Your spouse will tell you, hey, you look burned out. You look tired. I can't tell yeah. you how many times. Um, Alice has told me like, Hey, you know what? We need a break. You know, we need to just get away from this. And, um, you know, my, my, um, go-to response would be like, Oh no, you know, I got to keep working. I got to keep doing. And if it wasn't for my wife, I would probably have burned out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and within yeah. the first two years of ministry, yeah. um, but you know, our, yeah. our bodies, our spouses, the people around us, um, even family and friends will tell us like, Hey, Preach, yeah. you look tired. Yeah. Take a break. And we, and we have to listen to that. And so definitely, you know, being more intentional and aware of um, when our bodies are telling us that we need a break and just hey, in, taking that break. It, in, you, you're talking about, you said coming back to God's idea of rest. Mm-hmm. Bro, in Exodus 20, when he's talking about the Sabbath as a commandment, mm-hmm. he tells the people of Israel, your servant, even your animals 
mm-hmm. have to rest on that day. Wow, bro! And I think I think something, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I uh, think just uh, going back in my experience, I feel like there have been times where my pets have kept the Sabbath better than I have. Seriously? Yeah, because <laughs> I see them. Seriously, you know, man. they're so relaxed. They're you know they were crazy all week, but they come yeah, to the Sabbath yeah. and they just they're just so chill. And, uh, and yeah. I'm over here running around like crazy, That's like, you know, crazy. I don't even have time for breakfast or anything. And I'm just running around trying to do all this stuff. And so, and yeah, to where I'm like, what Sabbath? You know, I just, I spent, yeah. you know, exhausted. <laughs> They're looking at you and it's like, hey, it's a Sabbath, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> Um, I mean, um, yeah, man, I think that's, that's important. That's important. Uh, we have to consider that. And I mean, we're talking about church stuff, right? But this is also within our lives. We want, oh, yeah, we have time to talk about within the rest of our lives, but a lot of times we burn out simply because we are not intentional with our time. Mm-hmm. I think this is key, man. This is, oh, bro, I've seen, I've seen videos, on YouTube, I follow the. Um, I think you talk about that guy. We talked about him once. That um, uh, Diavella guy. Oh yeah, uh, Matt, Matt Matt Diavella, Matthew Diavella. Yes, yes, yeah. bro. I mean him. I've seen other YouTube videos of people that are not Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some even atheist or agnostic that are intentional with their talk about. They talk about being intentional with their time. Mm. You have to plan out. You have to sit down and evaluate. And, and this, this, uh, this goes deeper too, because you have to look at your habits. You have to look at how you prioritize your time. Mm-hmm. But I think this is important. The fact that in Genesis, we see that God did things each day. I don't think it was just randomly. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we not know, we might not know the depths of everything of why he did it, mm-hmm. but don't you think you could have created everything in like a day or something? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but everything has this time. There's a plan. There's an intention to it that even God is shown having at mm-hmm. the beginning of time. And then later in Ecclesiastes by the wisest man, you know, uh, you know, Solomon living wrote, everything has this time under the sun. Mm-hmm. The problem is we live in a world where that doesn't matter. No, they say, no, no, no. There's, you know, there is no time, you know, time, just do what it do what you got to do, do what you got to do. But we have these other non-Christians kind of telling us what we as Christians already should know and already have in Genesis and throughout the Bible, telling us that the, if we are intentional with our time, if we plan out, if we make good habits, then we will be able to know and we will be able to avoid burning out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I think if we start planning things out, and within that time, we include resting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be important. Absolutely. That we'll be able to do it, right? We'll be able, in the book Simplify, that's some of the things that you'll be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is that today we have no direction. We just do, right? Whatever pops up, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. There's no intention. I mean, if you have no intention and then you finish doing your homework, for example, mm-hmm. and then you have no intention or no plan, no... Um, no schedule of what you're going to do next. You're just going to grab your phone and you're just going to waste two, three hours of binge watching Netflix. Yeah, exactly. It happens because you're not mm-hmm. planning it out. You haven't prioritized. You're just living time as it comes. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important for us, especially in the church context. This applies also. Let's be intentional with our church thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not cram everything one day. If we're intentional throughout the week, and this goes back to, I mean... 
I don't want to repeat this again, but this goes back to the understanding of what church is. Mm -hmm. If we think that church is going or being at a place once a week, then yeah, we're, we're, we're already, we already started wrong. Yeah, exactly. We understand that we are the church. We will plan out being the church throughout the seven days, not just Mm -hmm. one. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I think that's just, you know, part of the solution planning. And it takes, obviously, it's easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we've said it before, you know, we're not experts in this or anything. We're still trying to figure this out. But this is just the experiences that we've had. And we've seen burnout. You know, we've seen what happens to pastors and leaders and not even just leaders and pastors, but families in the church. You know, what happens to them when they're just so burned out, you know, it leads to things like they leave the church. Um, they, you know, lose faith in Christianity. They lose faith in God because they think they have this image of him that he's just like this, um, intense taskmaster that is just sitting there, you know, counting all the things that we're doing. And so it leads to just a misrepresentation of God's character when really it's not like that at all, you know, but we, we cause this ourselves. So it's up to us to, you know, take that intentionality and that awareness, um, to, you know, come back to what it means to rest and, and just, you know, um, see what God had in mind from the beginning, um, to kind of wrap up, I want to share, uh, this, uh, the best advice that I've ever heard given to me by uh, an evangelist, uh, in field school this summer. Um, and he told me, he said this, he said, you know, I asked him, you know, what, you know, what kind of advice do you have for, you know, a young pastor like me, you know, going into ministry and he's just like, pace yourself. That's the best mm. thing I can tell you is just pace yourself. You know, ministry, mm. it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, mm. it's something that takes time, intentionality, planning. Um, and you're not going to get there overnight. You know, you're going to have to just pace yourself. Mm. You know, and I think that's important advice, not wow. just for ministry oh, yeah. or life in general. You know, yes, and especially going back to with what we talked about on in our tech talk on Tuesday, you know, the importance of just going out there and being more creative. Um, everything is about just pacing yourself, you know, take your time Mm -hmm. there. You can never go wrong by just taking some time, five, 10 minutes to just plan whatever it is you want to do. You know, planning never hurt anybody. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. That's just being intentional. Exactly. When you're intentional, when you have a purpose, it, it, life is so much easier. It's more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And you'll do, like we said at the beginning, you'll be able to do what matters most in the time that matters most. Exactly. And you're avoiding um, that burnout thing. So you can apply exactly. this, like you said, to your life and to the church, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, that's, that's great advice, man. The yeah. ministry is not a marathon. It is a marathon, sorry. Ministry yeah. is a marathon, right? Not a sprint. Not a sprint, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's great. Advice. I think we can finish on that note today. We're yeah. really glad that you guys um, joined us for today for Church Talk. Let us know. I mean, is is burnout something that you guys are dealing with? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let us know. Maybe. Share your experiences. Um, you know, and if it is, you know, what are you doing to kind of um, resolve that or, or deal with it? Um, just let us know. You know, check out our yeah. website and, and just reach out to us. Exactly. So we hope you guys have a a great and amazing weekend. Have a great Sabbath. A restful uh, Sabbath. A restful Sabbath. Hopefully, we're crossing our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Have a restful Sabbath. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone.